Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is time to put 2018 to bed officially. We are convened here for the first time, just the three of us, in 2019. Josh, hello. What's up? Cody, how you doing? I'm better. Better? Better than what? I've been better. Oh, you've been better. When? Maybe make a fucking list. The list? Every time. Last week when we didn't have to talk about a list. Josh and I are very pro-list. Yeah, that's sad. Why? Because it means you're very pro-communism. <laughs> I mean... Aren't do you? you? Do you or do you not have a uh, Soviet Union flag in your apartment? Not in my apartment. We've got quite the laundry list of things to get to, so let's dive right in. Unless I, either you have opening statements you'd like to make. Let's get right into the news, dude. Let's go. Josh, ready to party? Yeah, sure. Why not? Cody, you're always ready to party, aren't you? Yeah, like that movie. Exactly. Well, first... Before we get to the lists, we have some superlatives that I'd like to work through. Uh, <laughs> Cody's very enthusiastic and excited to do it, as you can obviously tell. So, let's kick things off, Josh, with your biggest surprise of the year. Okay. First, before we get to that. Okay, oh, no. I just said it, Josh. Opening what? statements. Honestly, this is really sad. This is so well, sad. Well, right, what whatever. were we saying? I was, okay. Uh, are you going to show us your guesses before or after? Uh... Shit. Probably you should tell us before. I mean, I have um, I have them written down, so like I could take a picture and prove it to you. I'm not I'm not gonna lie about that. No, do it on the show. Yeah, I don't really care. Do it, but do, it, do, do tell us before the episode, or not before the episode, before, before we, we get All into right. our lists. All right, I'll do that. Fine. Okay. But biggest surprise, Josh, get us started. Okay, my biggest surprise is searching. Okay. Shit. Two surprise in what way? Thought it was gonna be bad or just no? It just out of I, it came out of completely nowhere and. We'll talk about where it places on the list later. Yeah, we sure will. Oh, we're doing good so far. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Searching. Biggest surprise of the year for you, Josh. Uh, for yep. myself, I'm going to go with the movie. I'll talk. Actually, I'm going to talk about it again in just a few moments. So I'm, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I sure put this as a talking about that later. Yes. I put this as a surprise because ever since we heard about it, you know, what probably not even heard about it, it was just sort of people were grumbling about like, oh, this person joined the cast, that person's doing this or that or whatever. It wasn't like a big high profile co- uh project and I kind of thought it would suck to be honest with you, or I thought it would be at least too niche and nobody would care, but it's kind of the opposite of that that it's kind of great and People seem to really love it, and it's holding well at the box office, and it'll probably hold even better as the weeks go on, and it's going to launch an entire universe, so I just didn't see that coming. So, Spider-Verse, that's for me. Cody, biggest surprise. Does it need to be a, a surprise as in surprise that it's good? Whatever surprise you want, whatever you were surprised by, it's up to you. Um, Let's see. I'm kind of surprised at how bad Ocean's 8 was. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't better than you... the other Ocean's movies. So. <laughs> I, I disagree, Be- but okay. Better than Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> I Gee, good God! But I don't being honest, I haven't seen any of the other Ocean's though. movies, but Ocean's, my point remains. Ocean's Eleven is a masterpiece. It's fine. It's a masterpiece. It's an average heist movie. You're an average heist movie. We got you there, dude. You had no chance. 
I thought Ocean's 8 was okay. Not, it's nowhere near my list. I was excited for it, though. That might be disappointment, but it's not. Um, but speaking of biggest disappointment, other than Josh and everything about him, uh, let's move on to that category. Same. Cody, lead us off. Fantastic Beasts 2. I hate you. Okay. It was shitty shit. But you, you were disappointed by it? Yeah, I liked the first one, remember? That's true. That, that'll that show up on a list later today. Great. I don't know which one. What do you mean? Best list. Uh, <laughs> Whose list? Wait. Let's see it. I've got the, the list you didn't want to make. <sighs> oh, okay. Biggest, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> biggest disappointment for me. I've got two movies written down. I'm trying to suss out. I'm going to mention both of them because one of one of them was on my projected best of the year list and it just didn't work for me. But the other wasn't, but it was Snowman. terrible. So I'm a little conflicted. But you know what? I'll just mention one of them. Uh, the Predator. What happened? What okay, happened yeah, let's calm down talking about that too much right now, though. Was that on your best? Okay. Sure is, dude. Okay, cool. Well, yikes. I just, ugh. just every, every decision made was the wrong one. And the, the big boy predator, small boy predator dynamic was kind of cool, but overall this was just a mess. And coming from Shane Black, who's good, who, you know, he's good at small movies, but his big ones kind of pretty much suck. It's just baffling to me, but what are you going to do? And I thought it would be fun, or at least okay, and it was just horrible. So, yikes. Josh, your biggest disappointment? My uh, biggest disappointment is Incredibles 2. I Ooh. hate you so much. I didn't, I didn't, it's a good movie, it's fine. It's Great. just, I expected this to be like one of the best superhero movies ever made. And, and it it's, was. And it's not. not it's even close. It's That's perfectly so average. The first it's one. Not even is, the best superhero movie that year. No. Um, some, I don't remember, what's, what's his name? Uh, some YouTuber you like uh, said made a good comparison. The first one is like the Dark Knight. This one's like a Saturday morning cartoon. Who? And it's uh, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember mentioning that, but fine. No, not you. Some someone you like follow on YouTube. I watched the video. Um, Great. Yeah, it's just it's so bland and it's funny uh-huh. and it's entertaining. But and Jack Jack's good. Edna's good. The story is boring. The villain sucks. Um, you're just, you're really just saying that because it's it. a woman, right? Just yes. to be clear. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Just Which is fair. Not so thinly veiled misogyny. criticism. <laughs> I mean, it's just not great, but I don't think the focus is on the adversary. I think the focus was on the family and their oh, but when, when But when Marvel does that, it's it's a problem. Yeah, Ooh, because they're... Reversal, dude. Yeah, their no characters chance. fucking suck. Oof, and they don't yeah. do and Incredibles and do pop culture references to make up for actual character moments and beats, but whatever. Let's not have that discussion. Marvel doesn't do that either, but you know, whatever. Oh yeah, sure, got it. Yeah. I just watched yeah. Infinity War. They spent like ten. An entire character arc was about Spider-Man watching movies and referencing movies. So I don't think about that was a character arc. arc. What are you that's talking a, that's about? A character, that's a thing that happens once. It's a moment. Yes, yeah. a bit of a character arc, but. How? Whose arc is it? What are you talking no, about? That's that's you projecting. You can't your, just say that and then not explain it, dude. For something with no basis. You guys are so triggered. Good. Snowflakes, Go am I right? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's Snowflakes. fair. I guess. Whatever. You're such a cuck. <laughs> I demolished you with with logic and facts. facts. It's facts and logic, week. not logic. Whatever. And facts. Ben Shapiro doesn't care about that. <laughs> ben too- Shapiro just cares about making libtards cry. Sad. Um, Is it? Favorite villain. I'll lead off this time. I don't 
know. I don't think you saw this one, Cody. And Josh, you did. Didn't love it, which makes me sad. <sighs> Jeremiah Sand, the cult leader from Mandy. Fucking love that guy. He was menacing and like creepy and weird and then just <laughs> he got facts and logic by Andrea Riseborough and he just <laughs> fell apart and he became probably the person that he is and this whole facade is just him trying to become something else when in reality he's just an angry, bitter man and not this like prophetic you know, neo Jesus, I guess. And Bakers. yeah, his moment that moment was just so great and I love just how he occupied the screen and it's just they all they did a fabulous job and i he wasn't he didn't like do much he was more of a you know kind of string puller i suppose but just the impression he left on me is was so strong and his death was very cathartic <laughs> very funny kind of too uh josh favorite villain uh surprise surprise thanos oh god great villain best marvel villain um, just really menacing and has actually interesting motivations and compelling character and visually he's cool and he com- accomplished his goal at the end of the movie. So I thought it was a great villain. The question I have is that I rewatched the movie. If you movie. bring up Gamora one more goddamn time. Well, that one's, that sucks. We already decided on that. My, no, my own, my one question is that in some of the close-up shots, they show that he had stubble. What does Bearded Thanos? Thanos look like? Yeah. I never saw that. You need to show that to me. He really does. Look at it. There's some shots where you can definitely see that there's some, like, a 5 o'clock shadow on, on Thanos. I just want to know what mm-hmm. that looks like. That I'll bump up a grade if I find out that Bearded Thanos looks cool. That was him in his younger days. I want to see it. If you can find it and it looks cool, I'll bump it up to a half star. I promise. Uh, Cody, favorite villain of the year, and it cannot be Kathleen Kennedy for ruining Star Wars. Just so you know. Um, white people from <laughs> the Black Klansmen. Um, no, really, it is. That was one of my contenders. Topher Grace is David Duke. He was up there. I met just all white people, dude. Got it. Um, probably Henry Cavill from Mission Impossible. Mm, that's a good one. Do I need to go on or? Yes. I need at least 15 minutes on Henry Cavill and Mission Impossible. Oh, I got nothing like that for you, buddy. That's okay. pretty cool. He was very cool. That mustache was just Oof. A++. Plus 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 so plus worth plus. ruining another movie over. Literally. Such a power move. I love it. Um, next up, we have the funniest <laughs> movie of the year. Cody. <laughs> Funniest movie of the year? Yeah. Heavy yikes. Probably Spider-Man for me. Okay. Because of Spider-Man Noir, he killed me. Okay. What's yours? I went also with Spoods. Mostly. Not all the way for Spider-Man Noir. I think there was a lot of other really cute and funny Miles moments, like with his dad or just Miles overall and... Situation Just in general, Miles is a cute character. Yeah, he's pretty Holy great. Holy shit, that is a ah, bearded Thanos is not okay. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just keeping it at three and four out of five. <laughs> bearded San- Thanos is not great. bearded Santa. <laughs> bearded Santa, I can work with. <laughs> bearded Thanos, no, thank you. Um, don't like it. Uh, Josh, your funniest movie of the year? Uh, Deadpool two. Ah, oh, you could have made it 
could have made the trifecta. We could have been in nope. agreement. No, nope. it's Deadpool 2. Made me laugh my ass off both times I saw it. Yeah, I remember being 12 and a half. Yeah, I remember having a good sense of humor. <sighs> okay. When did we start hating each other so much? Episode, episode 3. 17. Episode 3, roughly. Approximately. <laughs> Most overrated movie of the year. Josh, I have a feeling you and I are going to have the same one, so I want to go with Cody first. Most overrated movie of the year, Star Spawn, easy. Oh my god, why did I invite you? No, Cody, <laughs> take that back. No? Facts and logic, damn. You got me I again. mean it, I mean it, that movie was not as good as everyone said it was. Oh my god, I'm literally upset. I would have liked it more if the ending was different. How would the, like, what do you think should have been different I about should, the It should have been happy. Okay, that's dumb. Yeah, well, whatever. It's not how life works. Yeah. Josh, tell me yours. I think we're going to have mine. Game too. night. Yes, we do. Simpatico. Yeah. Best friends. Why is this? Why do people think this is so funny? I don't know. I really I do not know. It it's okay. maybe twice. I think I did like a f- solid six, the, six to seven like, with a couple of chuckles in here. Like, every, first of all, Everyone hyping up Jesse Plemons. He I don't fun- get it. He was funny. I just liked I, how creepy. I, I liked how creepy he was, and I liked how the tone <sighs> changed when they were around him, and just his performance. Like, I, just I get like what they were. S- was still. I thought that was. I really get what funny. they were going for with him. I just didn't think it was funny. And okay, then that's fair. Rachel, everyone thought Rachel McAdams was amazing. She was fine. She was fine. The only person I thought was funny was um, what's his name? The Jeez. black guy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember his name, uh, but he was he was funny. Everything else was boring. It was I don't get it. I mean, it. I wouldn't it's, say it's, I also think it's overrated. It's like I've two seen hours it on, long. I've seen it on so many lists. Like the amount of lists I've seen it on is just absurd for it being as fine yeah. as it is. Um, and the guy's name, by the way, just so we don't we're not terrible, was uh, Lamorne Morris. Yes, he's, that's it. He's very funny. We apologize to Lamorne Morris. Um, but yeah, I thought I laughed. Fi- enough the, the twist on top of a twist was a choice i don't i mean at that point i didn't even care what the twist was i was just like let the movie end so i can go do something else yeah it was just i don't know i think it was i also think it was average i just Had i don't know what less. people were seeing me neither i do th- i think my expectations matrix theory comes into it because you don't expect that to be good yeah. so when it's good people freak out I'm like oh my god it's great because i didn't think it'd be very good and then it's movie Jesus, apparently. But it made money. So. I thought Blockers was the better comedy. So. Uh-oh. Um, it was, I think it was the smarter comedy, for sure. We're well, going to have it. some words later. Yikes. Blockers was great. Yeah, hikes. Yeah, $37 million budget, $117 million take. So that was a success. So, all Which right. one was a success? Uh a game, game night? night? Yeah. Well, I don't really care about that movie. I never saw it. Mm. I, I don't think you need to. to. Like if it's a plane movie, maybe. Yeah. Blockers, by comparison, did 21 and million, made for 21 and made uh, 94. So I think that's a better overall should've spread. Should have made more. It's okay. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Josh, it feels good to be on the same page with you as once. It's the only time it's ever going to happen. Probably. Pretty much. Uh, most underrated movie of the year. Josh, why don't you start us off? Uh, uh, if you can, movie that, avoid something that's on your list, but if you can't, that's fine, too. Yeah, it's a movie that neither of you have probably even heard of. Oh, boy. That almost nobody has seen. It's called it's All called Summer's End. Roma? No. It's <laughs> All not. Summer's End? 
Yeah. Never heard of it. It was made it? like it was made like four or five years ago and didn't get released until this year. Uh. It was like on the shelf. So Shia um, LaBeouf is in it, obviously. It's uh, it's uh, Taron Edgerton or not Taron Edgerton. Wait, uh, the other. Who, who do they replace Kevin Spacey with? <laughs> it's um, Ty Sheridan. And, oh. um, what's her name? The girl from, uh, Caitlin Denver. That's her name. Um, it's yeah, daughter it's really, John Denver. Yeah. Sure. Uh, know. it's like a coming of age movie. It's a young romance kind of thing. It's, it's a little weird in some of the, like the tone or like character tone choices, but it's, I really liked it. I thought it was great and no one's talking about it. Interesting. Well, that's because I never heard about it. Yeah. No one has. Uh, my movie is on my list, but it's low enough that I don't feel like mentioning it here is really going to spoil too much of anything. Uh, I went with a little movie called Juliet Naked with Ethan Hawke, the goat, Rose Byrne, also the goat, and what's the other guy's name? Chris O'Dowd, who is just one of my favorites. Such a great supporting player. I do like that guy. I'll talk about it more when you get on the list, when we get to like to the the list section, but I just want to mention it right there as my most underrated. All right, last category. Josh, I also think we're going to be simpatico on this one. Oh, wait, Cody, did you do underrated? Um, All right, you want to go? um, I love dogs. Okay. I think people should have said more about Isle of Dogs. It was a good movie. Yeah. Especially after uh, Budapest, which sort of blew up, made a ton of money. I also agree. Very good movie. Might talk about it later. Uh, Cody, last up, breakout star of the year. Can be anyone. or can okay. doesn't even have to be I'm a person. Just, can be a listen, thing. I'm just going to say the one that you want me to say. Um, Olivia Cook. <laughs> yes, Queen. My queen. She's actually a really good actress. She's a great actress. I thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. She's the best. Josh, on the count of three. One, okay. two, three. Aquafina. No. Fuck. I thought well, you didn't. You didn't even say it. Yeah, because I was. I knew it wasn't going to be the same as mine. How? Did, oh God, I hate. Well, fine. Mine's Aquafina. The guy from Roma. Mine's Aquafina. She was in Ocean's Eight, and she was by far the best part of it. I, yeah. Her character was whatever. With the her character is basically what the movie should have been, just like fun and quirky and cool. And she was the you know the reason why it didn't they work is that she was the only one like that. They should have put her in a what's the movie called? Uh, you got it. God damn it, <laughs> widows. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been a very different movie but yeah. she'll probably have a dramatic turn at some point just to like all comedic actors do um henry golding also ties as a second i just think he's going to be everywhere after this like he's got a couple projects announced but like i honestly think he's maybe in line for a dc property like a nightwing or even a batman kind of thing i just think that he's got such charisma and all that but my number one is aquafina also, she was in Crazy Rich Asians, and her, she had, like, my favorite line or just joke of the year, where, like, she was talking to Constance Wu, and she's, like, trying to get her to come to something. She's like, what do you have planned for tonight? She, she was like, I don't know, I'm just going to hang out at FedEx or something. <laughs> I don't know why, just the way she said it just killed me when I saw it in the theaters. It's such a weird thing to do, and she's 
sold that joke perfectly. And I think, you know, she hosted SNL and she's been in all these commercials. Uh, she was in the Google thing for a little while. And I just think she's going to be, you know, huge or take a next level huge. And she's, she and Danny DeVito are going to be the new Jumanji. So blessed. Why? I mean, Danny DeVito is awesome. Guys, we need to just collectively as a group recognize that Danny DeVito is going to die soon. Don't say that. He's Don't old. You Why would you put say that? that? I'm just saying. Never say that again. I'm just putting it out there. It's something that we ought to be really preparing ourselves for he? mentally. He's in his 70s. You got time. No, you don't. Cody, I swear to God, if Danny DeVito dies tomorrow, I'm blaming I'll, you. I'll take it. Josh, breakout star of the year. Uh, I have two. Oh, my God. But one. my number one is uh, Amanda Stenberg. Who? Uh, from The Hate You Give. Yeah. I, see that I thought about her, too. She's awesome. I love her. Um, and then the other one is uh, Eighth Grade Girl. Elsie Fisher. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. she's great. But the question is, do they? what projects do they have lined up now? All I see for Amanda Stenberg is where hands touch. And I don't think Hate You Give was, like, the biggest. only made $32 million. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's enough of a launching off point for a star but i hope so she's really good hmm. but who's the other one? Oh, those were the two. Oh, what was the other second one uh it was amanda stenberg and uh elsie fisher oh yeah yeah elsie fisher could have a fun career yeah hope burnham she's she's really like she's just like natural she's real i hope bo burnham is better what do you mean? Did you see his la- the na- la- last stand-up special he did? Yeah. He wasn't okay. Yeah, that was funny. No, it wasn't. But I, I laughed a lot. You're a bad person. Shit. That's too bad. I think he's fine. Do you think he's better now that he's stopped, but still? I don't know. I'm, inter- I'm interested to see where his career goes, because I could see him... Like he could maybe make a run as making movies, or he could go back to stand-up and kind of alternate or something, but whatever he does, it's going to be really fun to watch, I think. He'll be one to keep an eye out for, that's for sure. So, that's it for the superlatives. Let's move on to our worst movies of the year. Josh, why don't you start us off with whatever um, number of bad movies that you've Okay, I have, I have five. Um, okay. I didn't really... There's only a couple like disliked. I guess these are the only five I disliked actually. Yeah, um, Mowgli. <laughs> I didn't see that. It was bad. Um, the main kid is good as an actor. Probably better than the other one from the Disney Jungle Book. Savage. Um, Doesn't take much. And then the and then Christian Bale is really good. Actually, most of the actors really good, but he's really good, especially. Um, some of the CGI is really good. Some of it is terrible. Like laughably terrible and the design is really weird and the story and tone is all over the place and i was very confused as to what was even happening a lot of the time and i was just kind of bored through a lot of it so it's not like a terrible movie i just i, I already saw a much better version of it done so i was just kind of checked out midway through number four is a netflix movie it's called game over man yikes yeah it's a Adam Devine, it's the people who do uh, Workaholics. Oh, wait. No, that's... Why does that suck? Uh, It was funny for a while, and then it did something that I hate when movies do, which is kill an animal for a joke. 
Three. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, Connie, it, it, just, it just made me really mad, and it made me not like the rest of the like, movie. Like, was it a frog? Because that's funny. it was a puppy. They killed oh. a puppy. LOL. Yeah, they make they explode a puppy, and it's supposed. Do you to be think fun. they really did it? Like in, um, I'm pretty sure they really did it. Yeah, like they did in what's that fucking movie, dude? <laughs> dog uh, journey. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the dog movie. Uh, no, they actually killed an ox in Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah. What kind of puppy well, was could, it? It was like a Chihuahua or something. Oh, that's fine. That's totally fine. No, Chihuahuas are disgusting, and anyone who likes them is a bad. It was person. adorable. No, Chihuahuas are objectively a bad animal. Whatever. Okay. Got you with that objectively, dude. It's true. Objective. Cody, two thirds majority. Firm it up. Yes. Yeah. Wow, sucks. Yeah. That's fine. It didn't deserve to. Die. That's my new number five movie of the year. So we'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, number three is a documentary. I think it's also a Netflix movie. Um, actually, the next one's a Netflix movie too. A lot of Netflix. Uh, the American Meme. Have you either of you heard of this? Yeah. Oh, I'm an adult. Okay. Oh, it's about like social not social media it's about like influencers influencers yeah um and it had potential to be really great and it it's just bad and it's cringeworthy and it's trying to make you sympathize with these really terrible people and it's just not doesn't do even do a good job of it and it's gamers rise up uh, and there's this dude uh what's his name kirill barack obama i think yeah uh he's he's an instagrammer he is a disgusting human being. Like, I don't know if either of you know anything about him. But I don't, and I don't want to. So don't. Yeah, you don't want to. He is. He's, he's. He's. I don't want to be like disgusting. You. Um, but yeah, that movie was bad. Uh, and then the next one, number two, is real the quick kissing anecdote. Booth. You want an anecdote? What is that? I heard that there's teenagers who will go on Instagram as a part of like, uh, what was it? Like influencer culture, pretending they have uh, like sponsorships. So, like, they put up Instagram pictures of them drinking smart water or whatever with, like, hashtag ad in there just to seem cool. So, that's fun. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty lit. Uh, I know. I think I'm, I tangentially know one of them, and it's a fa- it's fascinating to watch them from a like distance. Like, in real life? Yeah. Like, like a, it's like a friend's sister. Oof, duh, dude. It's like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's so... So fucking weird. All right. Uh, your number two is what, Josh? Uh, the Kissing Booth. Ew. Sad. Kissing. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. Um, it's a rom- Netflix rom-com with the kid from uh, Super 8. J.J. Abrams? Yeah. Yes. Got it. Um, it's just, it's laughably bad. It's, the dialogue is hilarious how bad it is. Uh, and it's really cringy. And I have no idea who the audience is because sometimes it feels like it's for like, like little 13 year olds. And then sometimes it's trying to be for like an R rated edgy crowd and it's really weird. And, oh, and they try to use, don't you forget about me as like the theme towards the end. And that made me mad because like, you don't do that. Only the breakfast club can do that. An easy A. So why didn't they just use all the bodies at the floor? Like a real film. They should have. And uh, what's her name? Joey King. Uh, she seems nice. She seems like a decent actress. She has to get a new agent because she's nothing. She isn't yeah. everything. She terrible. hasn't been in a good movie in a she long time. Never, I don't think she's ever been in a good movie. Has she, she was in Dark Knight Rises, but it's debatable whether or not that's she, a good movie. Yeah, she was. She played young Talia. Oh. She, she wasn't in one of the Conjurings? Probably. She, she was, was. You're right. She was in the first one. Yikes. She's having a difficult time aging out of that children roles, I guess. That's too bad. But, hey, it's no... I mean... 
nobody like half not even half the stuff probably like 90 percent of the stuff on netflix is watched by like a total of 15 people so maybe they missed that one i don't know yeah if you really want to go dive deep on netflix originals there's some other shit in there there's some bad stuff it's like it's niche it's like sub niche is some of their or some of their shows it's very strange um Yikes! Kissing booth. All right, and your number one, I'm assoming, was Fantastic Beasts because you're a yes, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I hate the biggest piece of shit I've seen in a very long time. Ooh, so edgy. Uh, I yeah. hate this movie. I hate this movie. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Okay, Almost hold, hold up, it. hold up. I have a question for you. Both okay, what? What is a worse movie? Oh boy, can't wait. Fantastic Beasts two or The Hobbit three? I haven't Fantastic seen Fantastic Beasts two. Oof, da, dude. Yikes. How about Fantastic Beasts or Beavis? What is that? Batman v what? Superman. I would, I would, I'll take BBS any day of the week. <laughs> you just call it Beavis. You're so lame, dude. <laughs> I heard somebody call it that on YouTube and I thought it was funny. Uh, Fantastic Beasts 2, j- just for Josh, or Fan Stick. Both have Fantastic in their names, so. You know what? Fan Stick is shorter. I'll watch that. It's also probably funnier. With how bad it is. Well, you're wrong. That's fine, but you're wrong. No, this movie's terrible, and okay. I, if it's on your list, I'm actually going to quit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to just rip through 11 movies that I just... 11? Jesus Christ. I, I'm just going to rip through them. Uh, number 11, Girl in the Spider's Web. Good God. It's, I, 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 made, I made a mistake watching Dragon Tattoo before I saw this, because Dragon Tattoo is just so fucking good. And this is just trash and it doesn't make any sense and it's uh, it cuts to a guy just standing at a mirror and walking out of a bathroom during like a chase scene to make you feel like he's in danger but like he's just staring at a mirror and then walks out and then it cuts to the bad guys coming and it's just that level of just what the fuck is going on and Claire Foy's fine but the movie overall just doesn't work it, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is my number 10 Oof, uh <laughs> It's like it's like they like, I think anyone who makes a movie a biopic about music needs to watch Walk Hard first and if they make a movie that's anywhere close to it they just should not be able to make movies anymore cuz Walk Hard is the most perfect critique I could ever give of this particular movie. It just feels like it's missing the some of like the narration or some of the stilted dialogue cuz Rhapsody is just rough and and for a movie to show you two briefly just walking down a hall and not, like, get it right pisses me off also. Uh, the Predator is also, I mentioned that before, terrible. Uh, that's number nine. Eight is you, you Were Never Really Here. I've said my piece. I, it's admirable, but bad. Uh, seven is Ant-Man and the Wasp. is just horrendous, horrendous filmmaking. It's yeah, that so was a fun movie. So lazy and so just uninspired and boring and flat, and I can't believe people like it. Uh, six is Wrinkle in Time. Also, well-intentioned, but just, it doesn't execute really anything. It's almost, it almost makes a good movie, but it's just, falls short, it falls just short on pretty much every element you can, you need for a good movie. And it's, so it's frustrating in that sense. Five is Aquaman. Uh, we didn't really talk about this, but I just felt it was so long and so stupid, but like, it felt like, both of they were trying to make a stupid movie, but also make a serious movie and like merging the two, and it just didn't work. Either commit to one or don't do, or don't try to do both. And Momo was okay, and a couple of the visuals are okay, but just, it just felt 
so tedious and so boring. Thing is, I agree with all that. I just liked it. That's fine. I can understand that. It's it's it. It's like a it's a fringe movie. It, it just depends on what side you end up on. Uh, Deadpool two also killed me. I thought the the Scoutmaster Kevin joke was funny, and then from there, I just got madder and madder. And I just I don't know how people who genuinely love the first one aren't insulted by this because it just flies in the face of every pathos and every you know critique they made about superhero movies and then just does them for the sequel <laughs> i just don't get it it's like i'm, ins- I'm insulted like like it, it critiques so much like that opening credits about like how you know oh once it makes money then they're just gonna make it a team up or you know yeah and then they whatever. killed off the team <laughs> yeah but now they have a team of the end with him and negasonic and whatever like it was a joke but then they, they had a team a at the thing. end of the first one <sighs> who they did Colossus and Negasonic. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. That about it. But the, the ending of like trying to have a real, trying to make this a real movie, just annoys me. Where like you can feel for Deadpool and like he has character motivations and stuff. I just think is wrong with that because it should be funny. And I think it you should make funny. South. You can, be, you can you, be funny and serious at the same time. Yeah, and then for me that feels like you're trying to be Family Guy. And I said. You know, somebody commented on one of my my review of it, and they said it brilliantly. I think I think this should have been South Park and not Family Guy because Family Guy does feel sometimes like it is trying to be a real show where you can love and fall in love with the characters, and it just it's that doing that is just weird to me, and doing it I clunkily mean, is just you know clunky. So I don't know. I just hated it. Uh, and then three movies that nobody saw, but I did because I had a lot of time on my hands this year. Uh, the Little Stranger came out. I just don't. How is that? It's it's Lenny Abrahamson's r- follow up to Room. So the fact that you haven't heard of it is a testament to how much of a slog this movie is. It just, it's like two hours and nothing happens. And it was my clo- I kind it was my closest walkout of the year. I came so close, but I ended up just taking a nap instead because you know the recliners at my local theater are very comfy. Uh, <laughs> The funniest, the second funniest bad movie of the year. Not even worse. This is the second funniest. Is Gotti? Gotti is hysterical. It is so inept in every single possible way you could a movie could be inept, and it's just funny. <laughs> and then uh, my number one worst is really one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Possibly pound for pound the worst, just from a filmmaking perspective, a creative perspective, an everything perspective. Avengers Infinity War. Cody and I talked about it at length, or I talked about it, and Cody reacted to it, I guess. The 1517 to Paris. Oh, shit, I forgot about that one. That was a fun episode, too. It was fun, but, oh, my God, this, <laughs> this movie's so fucking bad. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure the mule is fine, but as far as I'm concerned, this is, the, this is a... F- not even a filmmaker, but just a creative type overall hitting just complete and creative rock bottom. There's nothing, no, no, there's no inspired choice in this. There's no interesting idea or choice. It's just, they take selfies and then they stop a guy and then it's over. And it's, and it's like, it's just, it's a, it's so bad. It's so, it's so. Like, I don't, this is the only movie of this year that I could say, if given the same resources, I legitimately could have made a better movie. I think all of us could. Just by being people who've seen a movie, <laughs> they would know, eh, well, let's maybe not make this choice. It'd be fine. Whatever. Don't watch it. It's just, 
I feel bad for the guys because they had to be they have to be dragged into this and they did press for it and it's just so terrible. But all right, I'm done with that. Let's get on to the fun parts. Best movies of the year. Oh, Top that's 10. cool. I didn't want to talk about it. Oh, sorry, sorry, Cody. Keep going. Uh, Sicario Two was boring. Huh. Um, Sicario Two was great. No. Yeah. The Happy Time Murders was not funny. <laughs> um. It should have been good, but they just really fucked it up, and that's just sad. Very sad. That's a sad. Blockers was not as funny as everybody's making it sound. Yeah, it was. No. But chugging was funny. No, it was not. It was. I disagree. Um, what else we got? Um, the Predator was just all wrong. Everything was wrong. <laughs> yes. There's nothing good about that movie. Um, and Fantastic Beasts 2 was also really bad. Okay. That's... Because Harry Potter's bad. Let's try to respect other people's opinions, Cody. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair. <sighs> Sad. All right. Now, we can get to the best of the year. But first, Cody, any honorable mentions? Yeah. Cool. Do you want me to go through all of them at once? Sure. Uh, this is in no particular order. Okay. Um, the Death of Stalin. Oh, fuck. Really, really love that movie. Because I know the history behind it. So that's what made it funny. Um, my second one is Annihilation. God damn it. What? You're fucking up my list. Oh, that's too bad. Um... <laughs> Uh, stylistically, that movie is amazing. Thematically, it's really cool. It gets real confusing at the end. I just, I still really, really liked it though. Third one was Christopher Robin. Okay. Didn't have As someone who had no connection to Winnie the Pooh, uh, this movie affected me a lot more than it should have. Fourth is Black Panther. Just a decent superhero movie. Uh, the Coldplay documentary. Nice. Talked about that. That was amazing for me. And then, again, this is really just for you, Mason, because I really don't remember the movie very much. Oh, no. Um, Thoroughbred. Uh, <laughs> Why do you do this to me? How much have I fucked your list up? I, I only missed two. You know, I don't want to give these yet. I don't, I want to, I want to save the surprise. Why? Because it, it's fun for me. I'll give them to you at the end, at the very end, once we have the lists. I think. That'd be more fun. Uh... Josh, you want to take honorable mentions, or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll take honorable mentions. Um, one second. Actually, you go. I have to pull it up. Okay, no problem. Uh, I made a choice to not include documentaries onto my list, but I have two that, um, in my honorable mentions that I think would garner strong consideration if I decided to bend that rule. Uh, one of them is the director in the Jedi from Last Jedi. I don't know. I get not liking Last Jedi, but. If you go, if you watch that and really don't think that Ryan Johnson is a good, not even, not just a good dude, because that's basic, you know, not, not being an asshole, but just knows and loves Star Wars, then you're a moron. And I don't really feel bad about saying that because it is one of the most lovely documentaries I've seen, especially behind the scenes, you know, for, for people that want to be, make movies or just love the process and are fascinated with the process. This is just, soul food it's so enlightening and so beautiful and 
it just gets you excited for movies. And I think that's the goal that they, they had for it. And I think it worked out great. Uh, also, uh, Three Identical Strangers documentary you guys may have heard a lot about was one of the most fascinating things I saw, uh, all year in the, the fiction and nonfiction realm. I just think there was so much cool ethics stuff to kind of chew on a little bit. And, um, I just, it, it was very well put together. It was devastating and just well crafted in every possible way. I've never heard of that. I highly recommend it. It's really good. Very, very What's good. What's it about? It's about these three boys that are separated at birth and they sort of find themselves once they get, once they're like college age and then the documentary is them learning more about their origins and where they came from. And it's a really, really interesting story and a really interesting group of guys. Uh, honorable mention one is Vice. And these are, I'm gonna be on my rank list so they're in order from bottom to top. Vice, it has problems. It's not perfect, but when it soars, it soars. There's so many. There's several moments that just made my jaw drop. I thought were really well executed and smart and just beautiful and dramatic and all that good stuff. Eighth grade, possibly one of the best debuts ever. Ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes is just insane, and just it's a perfect movie for the you know. Anybody between 16 and like 25, this is the movie of their childhood, I think. Even if it wasn't, didn't come out in their childhood, you'll understand the themes and the moments and the feelings. Um, last year he had a movie that has now risen into my top three or four of the year. And this year his, it's in my own mentions, The Old Man and the Gun from David Lowry. Very tender, very sweet, um, not thought provoking in the typical sense, but, um, there's definitely, it has a lot thematically on its mind. Redford's fantastic, and it's just such a refreshing, just kind of slow pace, and I thought it was wonderful, and shot great, it looks amazing. Black Klansman also, just missed my list, um, uh, just, maybe if it was a little bit more, more refined from like an editing and storytelling perspective, it would, it would definitely be in consideration, but there's a couple narrative hook, uh, shortcomings that I just couldn't quite get over, but, um, the big moments this movie absolutely nails. So, highly recommend it. And then Mary Poppins Returns, really, really enjoyed it. Thought, I got, I got freakishly emotional, even though I haven't seen the original Mary Poppins in years, but this movie pulled on my heartstrings somehow. Thought the performances were really good, the music was strong, it was just lovely. I have a feeling this is gonna be coming up later on the list, but I'll, I'll just touch on it now. Love Simon. One of my biggest surprises of the year. I hated the trailer, and I love the movie, so, you know, just goes to show how wrong sometimes our first impressions can be. Can't recommend it enough. It's one of the definitive, possibly the definitive, coming-of-age movie of, like, the last 15 years, I think. It's fantastic. And uh, Paddington 2, great sequel. Great That's movie. not on your list. No, it is not. But wow. I love it. But I love it. And then, just missing my top ten, but a movie that I can see growing on me as time goes on is widows just a really effective and powerfully acted and intelligent heist movie with a lot of great thrills and a lot of not not funny moments but there's a couple of dryly comical moments that i don't know i appreciated and i think the entire cast was great and it's just it's about as perfect as a movie like this can get so, and Daniel Kaluuya was awesome. And Josh, you need to give up your childish, um, feud. I like, him. Uh, he's, he's fine. 
stop he's it. He's not good in that movie, but he's fine. He's great in it. What are you talking about? His, he's he's good. The character is terrible. The character's awesome. The character he's, is he's written the, like, I mean, a, like a cartoon. He's not. Yes, he's, he is. How? No. I'm a mean guy. I'm going to shoot you because I'm a mean guy. That's, he doesn't say that at that, all, first of all. That's basically what he says. No, it's not. You know that. He's the enforcer. He's the muscle. And he's he hey. keeps the pl- he moves the plot along. He's boring. You're boring. That's you can't say that like I don't know. Pick a random Marvel villain is good and interesting, and he's not. That's just ridiculous. I didn't say most Marvel villains are good or interesting because they're not. Okay, well, pick pick a Marvel villain you like, and I'll explain to you why. Daniel Cleese character. Eh, I think they're pretty they're pretty equal as far as I'm concerned. No, don't even look. Keep going. They're equal. Uh, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Josh, go ahead. Um, honorable mentions. Where to go? Um, God, I hate Letterboxd. You need to grow up. You need to grow up. Yeah. Both need to grow up. Black Panther. Mm, racist. Yeah, uh, which was great. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Shut up. It was great. <laughs> uh, I'm, just ha- I'm just happy it's not on your list. That's uh, whatever. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is awesome. Uh, Christopher Robin was mm-hmm. adorable and made me cry. Christopher Robin. Uh, eighth grade was really, really realistic and it was very uncomfortable and I loved it. Um, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Mm. I'm doing good so uh, far. Very close, but didn't make it. Uh, A Quiet Place, also very close, but didn't make it. Nice. And Ready Player One. Shit. I missed one. That's sad. That's so sad. All right, Cody, why don't you lead us off with your number 10? And just as a reminder, if you have a movie that's higher, just say so, and we'll talk about it at whoever has it the highest. So My number 10 is Overlord. You put that in the wrong spot. Are we talking about that now? Should we? Uh, wait a little bit. Okay. okay interesting. Um, uh, I'll go next. My number 10 is one that we've already mentioned here. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be on your list or not, Cody, uh, but Isle of Dogs. Yeah, calm down. Okay. <laughs> Josh, number 10. My number 10 is Sorry to Bother You. I got that one. Did you? Bingo. Yeah. The exact spot. Oh, well, how about that? I'm so good I at love this. this movie. Um, I get why some people hate it, but yeah. I think it's creative and exciting and funny and there's literally nothing else like it out there and so <laughs> it's Josh, really would you cool say, would you say this is the best directorial debut of the year yay or nay no <laughs> do you get it yay or nay uh yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it i didn't see it i'm a yeah, comedian no. you guys okay no. it'll make sense when you see it cody if, um, <laughs> it's, it, it says a lot of things about like the, like capitalism is capitalism. Bail, yeah. And like all this us. stuff. And it's not because I don't agree a hundred percent with what it's saying, but I just love the way it says it. And it's so just balls to the wall and in your face, mm-hmm. but also very not in your face, but in a different way. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it's really creative and really funny and clever and probably one of the smart, probably the smartest movie. Yeah. Second def- smartest movie of the year. It definitely picks its battles of like what it wants to hammer into the audience and what to like 
kind of layer underneath a little bit and make you figure out, which I definitely appreciate about it. That because most movies that have something to say just say it all over and over again, but this actually lets the story kind of take the take the shoulder, like take the load a little bit, which was very very clever. Yeah. <laughs> but what what made you laugh the most in this movie? Um. I don't know. I just rewatched it a couple nights ago. Um, probably it's and probably anything Army Hammer says because I thought he was hysterical. Army Hammer's the best. He's great. In this. I don't care he's that a, he's he's, he's, a, he's a nutcase, but he's hilarious. But in real life or the movie? Yes, in the real life. I like how unfiltered he is. I like he's, that he's just willing to say weird shit. Because like his his thing about Stanley, I'm sorry, I kind of agree with him. No. I kind of do. Who cares if you're being honest? Like you're still you're, an asshole. So if your dad dies and you put the pick of you and your dad, you're making it about you? No, but... That's what he said. The, the relationship with a dad is different than the relationship with a celebrity. Okay. Why? Like they, knew, they knew of Stanley, but... Because you don't have, like, a picture of you and someone is, like, when they die, is kind of implying a personal relationship, I think. I don't know. We, we don't need to get into this, but it's... I thought it was refreshing. I kind of wish agree with it. But whatever. Uh, but that movie's interesting. What my what did you think about the elevator scene when he first got into the elevator to go up to the call that center? Was, that was amazing. And she kept the yeah, buttons. that went on for like a minute. <laughs> God, I love that. That's one of the things. Like you start to chuckle, and the more it goes on, the harder you laugh, and the harder you laugh, and just oh, that worked on me. It was so stupid, but funny. Um, definitely respect it. Amazing. Also, considering that that was Boots Riley's first, like as far as I know, yeah, you his know, first movie. Not not just his first movie, like his first real big time exposure to filmmaking overall. Like he hadn't even made, directed TV or anything like that before before this movie or any shorts, to my knowledge. So yeah. it was even you know ten times more impressive when you think about that. But um, strong movie didn't work for me, but I do still when people I see people mentioned, I do always think about certain moments and try to figure out why I didn't like it, but just not. Not that movie for me. To me, it's the Swiss Army Man of this year. Um, I think Swiss Army yeah. Man is number one. Swiss Army Man still it says it in really weird ways, and it's not for everybody. Swiss Army Man still is a little bit more is a little well, less cluttered. Better. It is yeah. it ha- does have a main narrative and idea, which that also is a movie that's grown on me. That's very good. Um, what are they doing? They need a new one. I don't. They were on. working on something, or maybe it was a show. I don't remember. But I don't it's coming soon. Hurry the hell up! I need more. Uh, Cody, you are number nine. Searching. Interesting. You can talk about that later. Cool. You guys are awful people. Uh, my number nine, I mentioned this later to my biggest surprise of the year, uh, or most underrated, I think. Uh, Juliet Naked. I saw this probably like in the middle of August or something like that, and it's just, I, it's just grown on me more and more as, as time has gone on, and I, I just, I love it to pieces it's one of the most rewatched movies of the year for me it's a very simple setup of like it's this girl who uh who's like cohabitating they're not married but just their boyfriend and girlfriend live together and he is like a massive super fan of this artist who made an album that was a really good album and then sort of disappeared forever and that's like his obsession so um you know one thing leads to another and she ends up connecting with the artist via email and they are like you know, email buddies for a little while, and then he comes to visit, and they have a relationship, and it's, you know, there's plenty of comedy and really good character moments and lovely drama that doesn't really feel miserable. Uh, 
kind of strewn in there and it's just such a easy movie and the themes that it hits on are as a part of a kind of a super fanish community i i definitely see of like people who take it too far and uh, i just thought it was really interesting and thematically and it just is so so rewatchable and so lovely and the performances are great uh ethan hawk especially this is my ethan hawk performance of the year i know first reformed is getting a lot more buzz but i'll take this any day of the week and um it's just a movie I would recommend to anybody who wants like a Sunday afternoon kind of fun rom-com with a couple of thematic things to chew on. And it's perfect in that way. So that's my number nine. Uh, Josh, numero nueve for you. My number nine is, um, why does this do this? Uh, Overlord. Ah, really? Yep. That's way lower on my list, or higher on my list, for um, you. Well, That's, it's number nine. Did you say? Didn't I read at one point that like this might new be, might be your new favorite movie of the year or something? Yeah, and then I thought about it more and realized I liked a couple others more. That's so sad. You've gotten so mm-hmm. cynical. Eight more. Age. All right, so you and Cody, go go for it. Let's talk about how it takes the World War II genre and flips it on its head. Yeah, it's awesome. People complain that there aren't any original movies anymore. Fucking liars, dude. Yeah. We got and, they don't, and they don't go right. see it and it doesn't make money, so. I mean. It's honestly really sad. I mean, compared to Sorry to Bother You, which is like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's like super original. It Listen, is very original. It's World War II and like Sorry zombies. Is it, is it based on a, is it based on a book? It's based on or World War II, the show? most milked so? historical event so? ever and zombies, which are, so? has been a part original, of the pop culture for 15 years. They're not zombies. I'm saying yep. it's taking um, two worn ideas and putting, to, putting them together. That doesn't make it original. original. That's not, it, doesn't original. Make it, it doesn't make it the most original movie of like it's ever. Not, it's or anything not like based, that. it's, it has no source material. World War II! The you know what I mean. Of, no, I do, but it's still World War II. That doesn't mean it's not original. I mean, it's based on World War II, so... Listen, like, just nope. because you don't like good film... <laughs> if, I, if I set a movie, if I write a new original movie set in the 1940s, is that not original because the 1940s existed? Well, it depends on what you're writing about. <laughs> what if they make a movie in the 1980s? <laughs> That's very original. I've never seen a movie like that ever. Do, 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 do the movies even know that 1980 exists? It just seems like nobody ever talks about it. <laughs> we need more it's a good it. movie. It's a good movie. It's I'm not saying it movie. isn't. I'm just saying it's, it's not that like... you hate it. Yes, I hate it. I hate Overlord. I'm just saying we didn't hear both sides. What if the Nazis have some good points, right? <laughs> Aren't we supposed to hear both sides? I don't know. You tell yes, me. we are. Yeah, gotcha. It's good. It doesn't have to like both sides. Tell me more about it. Um, it's just really, it takes the, it takes like the whole Nazi and like the experimentation stuff and does something cool with it and new with it and like blends it with the, not zombie, but like zombie-ish genre. Yeah. And it's really entertaining, really fun. And it has that kind of old school Spielberg feel to it, but also feels really modern. Not the, I don't. I do. I, I think in parts it, of it, it's I do. got a, a B movie feel to it. Not I think it has, I think B-movie. it has. I think it, not not in terms of like dramatic depth. The anything, scale like, is what you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's such a small movie, but it feels really big at times, mm-hmm. and I really love that about it. I also thought the the cast was all awesome. Yes. Um, the characters I really liked. And did, did you guys just, know the main guy? Not the main guy, but one of the main guys, Wyatt Russell, is Kurt Russell's son. I did not. 
That's Whatever. blows my mind. He was nice. also never really wants someone. I didn't realize that even then. I was like, wow. I'm you know okay that guy. That guy played a character on Black Mirror named Cooper Redfield. Hey, Just wanted to put that out there from Syracuse, New York. Wait, he was from Syracuse. The uh, in the show. Oh, how cool! That's your name. Yeah, near from where I live too. I haven't seen a character with the name Merritt yet. Very sad. Josh, have you have any needles in there? Oh, no. That's even more sad. You ever heard of Resident Evil, my dude? No. Yeah. Redfields are all over the place in that game. Interesting. Alright, so Overlord. Very, very cool. Uh, Cody, you're number eight. My number eight is a quiet place. Don't think we need to talk or wait, right? No, not for Quiet Place was just a good, fun, original horror movie. With great performances all around, and it was just nice to see a good horror movie for once. Oh, I don't know. There's been apocalyptic movies before. I don't know if it's original. Uh, what, about, what about you, Mason? You think it's original? Yeah. Fuck you. It does something original. Not it's, taken. it's <laughs> it is. I don't know. What do you want from me, Josh? To say it's not just for the meme? No. Yes. It's original. Fuck yourself. I haven't seen a, a sound-triggered uh, space alien that makes everything quiet before. Nobody has. It's new-ish. Did you guys see that Netflix movie that's basically the opposite of this? Yeah. Bird Box? I haven't watched it yet. I, do, I refuse to acknowledge Bird Box is real. I, I liked it. It was good. Bye, Mason. It's, it's just not... And it's not just a quiet place with sight. It's much different. I don't know why everyone's saying that. I'm hearing really mixed things about it. I heard. It's, I mean, I heard it's weirdly anti-Semitic. It's not. Well, everything's really weirdly anti-Semitic when you think about it. I heard. I heard it was pretty. Uh, you know, let's just say, not compassionate towards furries, and I just, I just don't want to deal with. I don't want to interact like, with media. Like that's like that. the best timeline. Is when. People actually take a stand against the furries, which are objectively the worst thing in the entire world. Yeah, tired is Democrats and Republicans having like an inter-civil war, and wired is people and furries having an inter-civil war, because we need to get rid no, of them. No, be- best war, World War II is tired. Best war is actually the furry gamer war. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, for the record, Cody, I have... Your current list, 10 of Overlord Searching in a Quiet Place in the same order, higher up in the list, so this is very really? strange. Yeah. I'm doing a flow chart. I'm connecting them, and it looks funny. Um, Let's see, I think you're going to be surprised. Just a loser. Uh, my number eight. Uh, wait, Cody, were you... Yeah, I think you were done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, my number eight is a movie that probably won't end up on anyone else's list, but let me know if it does. Uh, y'all see Green Book? I did. It was good. Okay, not on your list. No. Okay, that's fine. Um, is that the one with Aragorn in it? Yeah. I wanted to see that. It is a... I don't know. It's a movie that because of the press and the people that are talking about it, I, sometime, I feel a little bit icky liking, but then sometimes I don't, but... Why do you feel icky liking it? I there's don't like understand. some, there's like this press spat between some of the characters, fa- like real life families and the filmmakers, and it's just you know that they didn't, that they admitted or they 
over-exaggerated certain things for the movie, and I don't know. I don't know quite how I feel about that, but just putting all that aside, I love this movie. Um, it's gonna, it's in my new Christmas movie canon that I'm probably watch this once every couple Christmases or something like that. And it's just. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. You know, you wouldn't think it is, but it ends Like Christmas a, movie, like a, uh, like Die Hard's a Christmas movie, or. Yeah, but. Christmas, Christmas does movie have, like uh, I'll tell you, it, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. It's more of a Die Hard. Like it, the end is Christmas, and like they they establish like oh you're going to be back at Christmas, and then the ending is them at Christmas. So I don't know. Okay. It's not you know it's not a Home Alone level, but it's something you can watch at Christmas, and it has some of those same that tangential tie yeah, to it. It has Christmas feelings, and it's you know it's it's kind of a throwbackish sort of movie to the '90s where it's it's just warm and kind of it, it, good dramedy that isn't, you know, too far on one side. And it just, and it just works. It really works for me. I, I love the characters. I love their, their relationship. I loved how the movie just kind of moved along. And I just, I had a, I had a lovely time with it. And it's, a, it's a Sunday morning kind of a movie. And that is a quality that a lot of movies on my list have. So my number eight is green book. Josh, your number eight. My number eight is The Hate You Give. Oh, boy. Is that one on your guess or not? I didn't see it. It, it is not. Okay, yeah. I love this movie. Um, it just, I don't know, it just really affected me. I think it, this, to me, this affected me the way that Black Klansmen affected most other people. Just really... Horny? Got a, uh, no, won't go that far. Um... <laughs> Um, just really like made me angry about the world and problems and all that kind of stuff. It really got me emotional and it was really effective. And the Amanda Sten, Amanda Stenberg is amazing. I think she's incredibly talented and she's fantastic in this movie. Uh, the whole, the whole family is great. Like the cast of the family is great. Yeah, this has but, been a, between that and like eighth grade and a couple other things, this has been a good year for movie dads and the one yeah. in hate you give might be my favorite. He's awesome. He's the. F- I want um, him as. I want him to be my dad. He's just so yeah. great. He's such a good father. Is yeah. it the year of movie dads? Like 2012 was the year of uh, dad simulators for video games. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Did you guys ever noticed that? You know, Bioshock Infinite. I didn't play any of those games. Um, the Last of Us and I think Dishonored Two or Dishonored. All great dad simulators. Okay. All came on the same year. Play video games. <laughs> Enjoy media. No. You don't like stories. I do. I just don't like... I want to play video games to play video games. I want a story. It's the opposite of what I want. I want to just play sports and video game or blow stuff up. Or Batman. You don't know how to play games, right? Or fear takedowns on people and, Dar- and Batman. That's, that's fun. That's stupid. You're stupid. Get immersed in a story. No. That's what movies yes. are for. That's what games are for. Some movies and... I have plays for that. You don't have theater. Games are better at it than movies most of the time. Sure. They are. Much smaller. Uh, well, if 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 I'm gonna watch, if I'm not gonna watch TV, then why do you think I'm gonna play video games? It's like twice the time commitment. I can't do that. Yeah, but it's all the fun of a movie. But you actually get to be part of it, and it's great. Cody, your number seven. My number seven is Don't Hereditary. Ah, you broke it. Wait, wait for that one. All right. Yeah, me too. Just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I you hate me so much. Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, let's see. My number seven. Something that neither of you have seen, which is sad, but because it's great and it's 
easily the best thing MoviePass has ever been involved with. It's American Animals. Uh, do you guys care if I spoil it? Sort of? I don't know what movie that is. By the time I see it, I won't remember anything you say. So, um, all right. So spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for uh, American Animals. It's like a, it's a sort of a biopicy heist thriller about these kids, um, these four college kids who steal a bunch of like this artwork from their uh, one of their schools and you know tries to sell them and stuff and it's like a fight clubby kind of like the system doesn't care about us except unwell uh you know story except the thing that makes this interesting for me is that it isn't just a movie it's intercut with interviews with the real life people in the story where they do like talking heads and sort of talk about what you've seen or are about to see in the movie and like try to put the audience in their headspace alongside the you know dramatic sort of retelling and i thought that was just one of the most fascinating choices i've ever seen made in a movie and it just made the experience so much stronger um it wouldn't it's not an approach that would work for something like steve jobs where you just have to be in it and it's so hectic but for something like this that's a little bit more of a uh, a drawn out sort of story and something with a little bit more breathing room i think it's a, it was a really interesting idea I'm sure other movies have done it at some point, but this is the first time I've seen it done, and I just thought they pulled it off magnificently. And it was so refreshing and interesting, and I just had a, I had a blast with it. And possibly this is like my maybe my ghost story this year, where I think this is the best movie, pound for pound, in terms of craft I've seen this year, and it might rise as time goes on. But for right now, it's number seven. Um, Josh, you're number seven. My number seven is Mission Impossible Fallout. Hold up, boy. Yes. All right. Yeah, same. I did not have that on your list. Why? You I knew just, I loved it. I, there was a lot of movies that I where were contenders. I wasn't sure it would make it. That's mm-hmm. that's sad. All right, Cody, you're number six. Get into number it. Number six is Eighth Grade. Woo. Um, we talked a lot about that. Um, great breakout performance. Great. Breakout, not breakout, but a great directorial <clears throat> debut. It's just um, too real, and I respect the hell out of it mm. for existing. Nice, very nice. And then that kid, the it also one of the best final scenes of the year with them doing oh, yeah. Rick the and Rick and Morty. It was the cringiest thing in the world, but it was so real to real life. <laughs> and how he had all the different McDonald's oh, condiments. Ah. It was just he's just nice. Um, <laughs> man, God, that movie. Ugh. More like I haven't seen a horror movie since The Conjuring that made me tense up more than that movie did. Not even with the car <laughs> scene, just here and there, like just random moments. Ah, what a movie. What a movie. Alright, uh, my number six is a movie one of you've seen, and I mentioned it earlier. It's hands down, hands down, my best theater experience of the year. Mandy is just lit. Uh, I knew less than, I, the only thing I knew about this movie was a picture of Nicolas Cage with like a bloody face. I'd not seen a trailer, I'd nothing spoiled for me, I just, I went to the movie at like midnight and I just sat there watch it with a full crowd uh, of people who were just really into it. And, oh, my God, there was, like, <laughs> there's so many classic Cage moments. and But it's more than just, like, a Nick, Nicolas Cage being crazy showcase. There are There is a lot of just brilliant 
again, I'll say choices that, uh, that the director makes and just moments that he lets sit and weird kind of detours that the story takes, but it all still, you know, it, it does feel like he's, the, the movie isn't being, isn't like straying from the path. It's just taking these little quick stops to this moment or that moment to tell this mini story or that mini story. And the way that it ends is, is unbelievable. And I just was, I haven't been surprised by a movie like this in quite some time. And this, this kind of movie really isn't my, my thing. It's not my speed, but maybe now it is. It's just, it was fantastic. And I'm glad that I saw it the way I saw it. And, um, it's just, it's nuts. I love Mandy. I don't, I don't know how to explain it to people who haven't seen it without giving stuff away, but it's great. So, uh, <laughs> Let's see. Josh, your number six. Number six is a movie that I don't think either of you have seen. It's called Leave No Trace. That is on my list of you. <laughs> I've not seen it. It's fantastic, and I am really glad I saw it before the end of the year because it's just... Uh, I mean, it's, it's very Last of Us-esque. That means more to Cody than you. But it's just about a father and a daughter who are they have to i don't know if i want to say too much but they're yeah, it's just a father-daughter thing um because i don't know if the plot part of it is a spoiler or not because it doesn't happen until like halfway through yeah so hold up i'm gonna try to i think i watched that tonight okay, okay watch it so i won't say too much it's just really good it's really moving uh ben foster is freaking incredible i don't know why he's he is a sneaky us. good actor he's, he's amazing he this is his best performance it's, i don't know you um, didn't see warcraft dude no, he did, didn't you? Oh, um, did you? I did see Warcraft. Yeah, you saw Warcraft. So he what was are you okay. talking about? Can I get any um, love for Hell or High Water? No? That too. Um, okay. And uh, what's her name? The, um, Thomas, uh, Thomas and McKenzie. And, Thomas and McKenzie. She's fantastic, too. She's also another breakout star, but no one's Has talking about the movie. she been in anything else? I don't think so. Not that I've seen. Um, and it's just, it's just it just really hit me in so many ways, and both should watch it. Everyone should watch it. It's also beautifully, really well shot. One of the best-looking movies of the year. Maybe I'll check it out. Depends. If it's on one of the iTunes, like, 99-cent rentals, I might. But I'm cheap, so. Uh, interesting. Interesting choice. Uh, Cody, we're into it now. You're number five. Um, Island of Canines. Ah, yeah, we can talk Otherwise about Otherwise known as Isla Dogs. Nice. Isle of Dogs is um, one of the best animated movies of this year. It has just an immense amount of heart and is my favorite. It's Wes Anderson, right? Yeah. Wes Anderson movie. And there's too many Andersons. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, yeah, I just really, really like this movie. All the, the voice acting is really amazing in it. Um, everybody has a great performance. Especially Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Just it tells an emotional story against an absurd backdrop. Yeah. Go ahead, Mason. Oh, okay. Uh, I agree with everything you said with the added uh, stipend that like stop motion animation is just some of my favorite stuff ever. So uh, this is like, you know, a Kubo and the Two Strings level of just powerful filmmaking and you know yeah you see every 
so you know, all the care that they had to put into making this perfect and getting the movements right and the backgrounds and all that. And it's just from a filmmaking perspective, it just is a feat, like all uh, pretty much all stop motion animation is. Um, so it's um, it's great to watch just for that. But so the fact that it's a great movie on top of it with uh, you know great writing and lovely characters makes the experience. All the more joyful and enlightening and wonderful. And, um, yeah, I just, I also think it's great. It was my number 10, so. My number five is a movie that Cody very rudely left off his list and that Josh saw but doesn't like enough. Thoroughbreds is sublime, y'all. I didn't leave it off my list. What are you talking about? I made it to the honorable mention. Yeah, but it's not on your list list. Oh, grow up, dude. It's a fine movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, it's a really good movie. Great movie. Uh, Olivia Cook and Annie Taylor Joy are one of my favorite cinematic pairings of, you know, the last several years. I just, I couldn't get enough of just see- the scenes of them sitting on the couch and talking about how much she hates her dad or whatever. And, uh, the, the writing, the dialogue in this is just fantastic. Uh, I really like, I enjoy the story they were telling. Their performances, of course, were, were great. And it's just, it's, it's a movie, one of the, another movie that's just grown on me. The more, the further I've gotten from it, I've rewatched it uh, once since, and I can imagine I'll get the itch to again uh, before too long. And it's just, it was a huge surprise for me, and it's a movie that I'm definitely going to go back to a lot, and has a lot of really, really cool, uh, really cool moments and really smart, uh, smart ideas. And I can't recommend it enough to everyone. The the scene of Olivia Cook telling lying to her Ian Taylor's Joy's dad telling her mom's in chemo just kills me every time <laughs> and it's so this movie's so darkly funny it just it's oh, I love it so much Josh you didn't like it as much did you obviously I, I liked it a lot it just didn't quite get in there for me yikes that's just sad it's so good though I don't know you hyped it up so much thought it was gonna be like the greatest thing ever it is it's, it's great, number five, but it's not quite as great as I was hoping it would be. Horse it didn't have that. It didn't have that. I don't know, like oomph that I was waiting for. It was very Olivia Cook was the oomph, and if that's not enough for you, you're not a real man. I liked Anya Taylor Joy more. Yikes! She plays a sociopath, and she does it. She sells it so great. She has no feelings. Also, yeah. Rip yeah, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, and this is the last movie, right? Pretty much. I think he has a, he has a voice acting, had a voice acting at some point, but this is for all intents and purposes, the last one. Rip, bro. Miss ya. Hmm. Alright, Josh, you number five. Number five is Avengers Infinity War. Hold up. Okay. God, yours. Oh, both. I on your list. Wow, okay. Both such cucks. Yep. <sighs> Supreme Kino. Uh, alright, Cody, you're number four. One of our four is the Black Klansman. Ah. Um, this was my, I guess, your version of Green Book and Josh's version of The Hate You Give. Interesting. I just really, really like this movie. It tells a good story and points out how shitty racism is for the billionth time. Oh, that, that didn't sound good. <laughs> no, that's, you're right. Um... It's the people that don't lessen the problem. It's not the people who try to tell the tell the message. So it's just, yeah, it was superbly acted. Um, Adam Driver is high-key one of the greatest actors working. He's fantastic in it. Not to mention, 
Best hair in Hollywood, male or female. Absolutely. Great hair. Even though, do you think if he had, didn't have to keep it long for Star Wars, he would keep it long? Maybe. I don't know. He's got like those weird, you know, ears that kind of go out so it would look bad. So the hair <sighs> is also probably a, just a visual choice. Smart. He, does, he has weird ears. You know, like kid uh, you knew in elementary school and junior high who just had a couple screws loose and he had one of those ears that stick out. It just perfectly yeah. fit his personality. He's that, but without the personality of a weirdo. <laughs> but I love, I love Adam Driver. He's my son. Yeah. Everybody in that movie gave a great performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know the the person who played Ron. Apparently, that's uh, Denzel's son. True. Yeah, John David Washington. I thought he was okay. I liked him. Yeah, everybody was just great in it. Especially uh, Topher Grace was also really, really great in this movie. Topher Grace's sons, please. I, I'm waiting for that. Honestly, he's always, he's really good. Um, I don't really have much more to say about it. I just really liked it. Yeah. The it definitely <laughs> it definitely didn't pack its punches with how it showed what members and the people that in the demographic of the KKK what they're like. Oh yeah, <laughs> those clans people are just morons. And, and the also, wife, oh man, I need to rethink my villain of the year because that guy's wife is the worst. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't hated a character in a movie in forever as much as I've hated her. She's terrible, but goddamn, that actress is good. Yes, uh, I wanted to hit her with my car. Same. Oof, she was so bad. Uh, hit with she a car might not have been the best thing to say. Oh my god. And she deserved say, it more than saying you wanted to hit somebody with your car is not really the best uh, thing to <laughs> No, she did, you know what? They should have they should have uh did, digitally added her at the ending of the Charlottesville stuff getting hit instead. Bad meme, bro. Not <laughs> very bad meme. And talk about the most effective ending of the year. Heavy yikes. I know how biased was it? The liberal cuck media. Oh, it's incredibly biased. Our, our savior Potus. He's trying to fix us. He's the only one who can save us, Cody. Father Trump for life, please. Maga. No. Yeah, that was very effective. Fuck yeah. I, lo- I love Spike Ch- Spike Lee for making that choice. So badass. Um, yeah. Black Klansman. I-, I did not have that. Did not have that on my list for you. You didn't think it was going to make it here? No, no, I didn't. Sad. I know. It's very sad. Uh, all right. So, my number four... Is a movie that I feel like you guys might be expecting to take the number one slot. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Good movie. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Starsborn slaps. It is fire. It rips. Uh, I mean, as far as directorial debuts go, this year gave us a lot of really good options for the best of them all. But I'm still going to go with Bradley Cooper. I think mainly because, say what you will about the rest of the movie, it is kind of shot in a medium for 90% of the time. And it maybe does, the pacing might drag a little bit towards the end. But Shallow and the Shallow sequence is like an all-time movie sequence ever, I think. Um, And to be able to pull that off with as much bravado as he did is incredible. And the, the move, the, that moment still works, whether it's watch one or watch 15. Like I was in a theater a 
a few weeks ago for something and I had a couple minutes to spare. So I was like, oh, they're playing Stars Born here. So I just went in for a bit and I ended up at the shallow scene and I like cried just watching that part of the movie. So that's movie magic for me. Um, and the rest of the movie, I think, is also really strong. Cooper gives a great performance. His uh, relationship with Sam Elliott is really touching and kind of informs some of the creative decisions he made. Because, you know, I'm sure the whole I stole your voice thing was in the script from the get-go. And it just so happened that Sam Elliott, Elliott was the voice they had to steal. So gosh, I wish they got someone else. That could have maybe but like, Ted Danson would have been a cool choice. That might have been interesting, but you would lose the sort of folksiness of his... Um, of his voice. And speaking of, the music is also, there's so um, many great songs. Shallow is also off, obviously great. Uh, the last one I don't care for. Uh, Always Remember You This Way is great. Black Eyes, um, Out of Time slash, uh, what is it? Uh, Alibi. Like, just, just, some of those rock tunes are just, Great. If they were just on an, if there was just was an album of music, co-album between Gaga and Cooper, it'd be an album of the year contender. But so the fact that it's in a movie is just even more impressive that they took the time to make sure the songs lived up to the story, and they did. Um, and I just I love A Star Is Born. So my number that's on my number four. Uh, Josh, your number four is my number four is Hereditary. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, not hey, movie. That's not the list. It's not your list. That's it's not my list, list Josh. I was oh. sure. Ah oh, man. That's so upsetting. Okay. You and Cody talk about it. Cody, this was your what? Number seven. Yeah. Go. Go for it. Josh, go ahead. Uh just one of the scariest movies I've seen ever. Uh really. It is specifically the last third is terrifying it's so well done i don't know why mason has a problem with movies that actually take their time to be scary instead of throwing jump scares at you but it's i told you the internet has ruined me i don't find any of it scary okay well that's because you're terrible i know it's but you can't blame me for that you blame the internet actually it actually creates atmosphere and suspense and utilizes them to make you actually feel the fear and the intensity of the situation and it invests you in its characters and in its story and actually tries to do something smart and meaningful with it. And by the end, there's imagery in this movie that had me thinking about for days. It was really creeping, creeping me out and the performances are great. And, um, Tony Collette, I think is one of the best performances of the year. Probably won't say anything, but she's great. Josh, can you hold on for just a second? Sure. It's from Spongebob. I hate everything about you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Cody, go ahead. Um, This movie is really incredibly terrifying for me because it shows one of my greatest fears. Women. being, yeah, the, the fear of just family falling apart. At the beginning of the movie, the family is relatively cohesive and it works and over time it just keeps descending and degrading and it's just that terrifies me the idea of that ever happening to my real family makes me want to die um i think it's <laughs> unlikely i don't think you're you know well, you're no, gonna have a, a, a assist. Part, but still yeah 
just everybody's uh, slowly losing their mind and the family unit just degrading is scary to me. And I think that's why this movie works so much. It's a fam- It's a, it's a, a thing that a lot of people are afraid of, but aren't realized they're afraid of. Here, so here's the thing, Josh. I think the problem with me that I don't like these slow burns is because I haven't found a deep seated fear that has been represented through a horror movie like this. Well, that's, because you're dumb. I don't have. I also liked the witch. I live a fearless yeah. life, Josh. The only thing I fear is the meme dying. And girls. That too. They're so scary. Uh, cool. Hereditary. Not. Thought that was number one. I'm upset. I'm scared. And I'm a little turned on. Uh, Cody, you're number three. Avengers four. Ah. Yeah, just a, a solid, good superhero movie um, with an ending that has some balls and an ending that also shows the folly of media journalism and having to know all movies that are coming out in the next five years. For because fun. if I didn't know Spider-Man was getting a sequel, then I would be a lot more invested in the story. Plus, when you watch this movie without a shitty audience, it's actually just really good. Three. I watched it at home, and it was not as good. It was much better. It was much Significantly better. Significantly worse. God, I hate fans of everything so much. I just really like this movie. It's uh, good performances. It's a good culmination of the Marvel movies. My number three, I don't... I think we kind of kicked the can down the road a little bit on this one, so I'm not sure if I can talk about it yet. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout? Yeah, hold up. What? Oh, yeah, for you. Okay, cool. Uh, Josh, your number three. My number three is... Uh, where did I go? I'm just going to... Uh, Roma. Oh, my God, you're such a... Pretentious little cuck. Yeah, you, you pretentious trash. This movie is beautiful. My name is Josh. I like fine art. Oh That's what God. you sound like. Oh, God, I'm Mason. I like uh, yeah. the yeah. stupid baseball yeah. movie set in the 80s. Really? You're going to go yeah. with that one? You're going to go with The yeah. Natural? Really? Or no, What's everybody that? wants some. Yeah, every, I like everybody wants some. Okay, I feel like... It's like no, a life movie. No Zoe offense. Dutch is cute. No, no offense, but I think there's you could have done a lot better than making fun of me for liking everybody wants some. There's many other trash opinions I have but that you could go one, for. Really? Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Different ways. But <coughs> I love it. Oh wow. Uh, Roma, go for it. I just think it was really beautifully well made and just tells a really compelling story um, without even having that much of a story. Um. And I just, I think it really does a great job of investing you in like the lives of its characters and setting it during this really, I guess, depressing time and kind of a a different location. I mean, it's a foreign film, so you get more of that in that kind of uh, area, but it's really, really well done. I think the sound design is incredible. I think the cinematography is the best of the year. And I think the way it's directed and the way it's edited is pretty much perfect and i just i think it's really just alfonso Cuarón's like direction and his way the way he crafts the whole thing together is what really makes me love it so much 
um, and the performance from the actress who I can't remember the name of. Yelitsa Aparicio. Yes, her. She's Racist. my favorite. Probably my favorite performance of the year. Sad. Uh, outside of Rami Malek, um, she's oh fantastic. Just saying that gave me like just stomach pain. Just hearing you okay. say, other than Remy Malik, Yelitsa Aparicio was my favorite performance of the year. It just hurt me. I'm hurt. Good. You, you, uh, I don't know. I've I think I don't like this that kind of movie. I've said that before, but I got to respect the craft, bro. It's certainly better than a uh, Gravity. More tolerable than Gravity. No, Gravity. Say. No, I think the back Gravity's not Gravity's better. a shit. Gravity's a great movie that you guys can't appreciate. Two thirds majority. Like, Gravity's like a bad film. It's not a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. That is bad terrible. movie. Very bad movie. You two can't appreciate simple stories. Not a Did simple you, story. It's just a bad story. Didn't you just make fun of me for liking Everybody Wants Some? That's that the most simple a, story that ever. That not have a story at all. Oh, my God. You don't know film. It's... it's, it's uh, uh, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Cody. Mm-hmm. This is real shit. You're, number two. Mission Impossible Fallout. Ho! Nice. We're allowed to talk about it now. Yes. Um, talk about perfect action movie. This movie has just the perfect amount of high octane balls to the wall action and plot and times to relax. It's just, it's perfectly structured. Mm-hmm. Um, all the performances are really amazing in it. Tom Cruise is like 90 years old at this point. 56, but go on. And, I don't know how many more we're going to get out of him, but if they're all this good, then keep them coming. But they are going to need to stop sooner rather than later. Sad. Josh, give your thoughts on Impossible. I love it. It's a great movie. It's probably one of the best action movies. Here comes the butt. There's no but. Oh, I just it's cancer. No, it's a great, it's a great action movie. Just one of the best there is, and the best of the franchise. Yeah. Um, and Henry Cavill's amazing. Whole cast is amazing. Henry Cavill's great. Tom Cruise is great. Uh, I love the. I think this one's the most. I don't know if I'd say emotional, but the most has the most depth to any of them. I think it's the most interesting. Mm-hmm. And the the music. Is fantastic. Mm. The every just it's really what's probably the most well shot of any of them. Easily, and I am mm. so excited to see where this franchise goes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just it's fantastic all around. For me, this is like retro. Like as soon as I saw it, I sort of had to retroactively think about like was Rogue Nation that good? Because like I, I thought Rogue Nation was great, and it, I think it's very good. But it this is like. I didn't know that this level of quality was possible from Mission Impossible. Not even just Mission Impossible, just action movies right now. Like, I mean, I, people love Mad Max. I'm not one of them, but I can definitely see why they do. But for me, this is like sort of the action movie of like this probably my life. I think like I wouldn't. Dark Knight is also would be that, but it's I think that movie is more character and drama. Where this is pretty clearly action is its main priority and i think it pulls it off as well as any movie ever has and the i 
you said the cinematography was great. I think it's some of the best of the year, really. Just the, the way that McCoy and Rob Hardy stage these things and just the kind of look and feel the movie has. It's just really, it's just really cool. And it, you know, it fits what you would think Mission Impossible Fallout would be. And I contend that the middle of the movie sort of uh, chase scene through Paris is as soon as they get into the truck or as soon as he fantasizes about the truck and then act, they actually do that to when they bring Solomon Lane to the little hole is like the best 30 minutes of movie all year I think especially the moment with the cop that's just so that's a perfect scene that most directors or screenwriters wouldn't think to put in there and I also think this is Mission Impossible is just awesome uh all right, uh, Cody, that was your number two. Hi. My number two is a sequel to, it's a delayed sequel, I should say, that um, I have it as high as I do, partially for the craft, because the craft is important, partially because of entertainment value, but mostly because whenever I think about this movie without even meaning to, I always end up finding myself smiling. It's the feel-good movie, possibly of the decade. So my number two is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> I can't, like... Finally, the meme comes to life. It's full, We can put it circle. down after this, right? No. Full no. circle meme. Uh, I just... It, this movie's irresistible. It really... If you don't enjoy watching this movie, you're dead inside. Like, you don't have a soul. It's Your soul is gone. Because it's so lovely and fun, and the story really works. Uh, the characters are fun. There's... Oddly, some really clever jokes and sort of uh, <laughs> moments and setups and all that kind of stuff. The ending Super Trooper scene is peak filmmaking, really. Um, when they come to the island singing Mamma Mia, or should I say singing Dancing Queen is iconic, really. And it's just, it's such a happy, fun, sweet movie. And I saw it at very crucial times in what's been a very weird year for me. And it's so, it'll always make me think back to that. And it's just, it's just so, it's so beautiful. And it's Mamma Mia, here we go again. I don't know. What do you want from me? To like good movies? I do. That's why Mamma Mia is my number two. Not just because they're fun. <laughs> I said the craft was high key. Like, I think this. Uh, I this, think you just said you liked it because it was fun. No. I, the yeah. craft is, some of these. Mm. Some of these dancing music sequences are just staged marvelously. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't think I get to be called a snob. I just think I think I've earned losing that label because I have Mamma Mia number two. But that's just my opinion. Because <laughs> I love this movie. Josh, thoughts? How okay. Much, how much respect do you have left for me? Little to none. It, it was gone already. Okay, that's fair. Savage. That's fair. Your number two, Mr. Needle. Number two is Searching. Ah, interesting. This was yeah. almost my number one, but oh, no. I love this movie to no end. I've seen it twice now. It's it might actually it might actually be better on second viewing, partially because I watched it with someone who had never seen it, but nice. also just to know all the twithings and then see how it all like plays out, knowing how every, everything goes already. It's just. Such a well done mystery with great, great, great acting, great characters, great twists that you don't see coming. It's really creative with the way the whole computer screen thing works. Uh, the editing is phenomenal. And I watched a little mini documentary on how they edited 
and uh, weeb. it's really, really, really impressive. And there's just a lot of work that went into it. Mm. And it's just such, and I also think the score is great. No one's talking about the score. The score is one of the best of the year. It just mm. everything about this movie blew me away. I had, and it's why it's my biggest surprise. I had no idea that it even was a thing. And then it came out and it just blew me away in every single way. And I love every second of it. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, Cody, before we get to your number one, here's my list of what I predicted for you. Okay. Number 10, First Man. Yikes. Number nine, Infinity, (laughs) Infinity War. I got that. Number eight, Death of Stalin. Number seven, Deadpool 2. Number six, Overlord. Number five, Searching. Number four, A Quiet Place. Those are the ones that were in order that were at your 10, 9, and 8. Number three, Mission Impossible Fallout, which yeah, I was pretty close on that one. Number two, I thought you were going to go Annihilation. And I'm pretty, I'm not 100% sure what your number one is, but why don't I'm you say sure you guys all are. My favorite movie of the year is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I figured. By far is the best movie I've seen all year. It's got heart comedy great action i just love everything about it it looks so cool it is performed so well and nick cage's spider-man noir is probably the best performance ever on film <laughs> fuck you citizen kane <laughs> better, better than michael fassbender's steve jobs yeah oh wow sheesh uh it's just a great movie i love this movie with everything in my heart and I'm going to, I'll see it again I'm going to buy it the day it comes out and watch it this might be a new sick day movie for me it's just it's so good well, I love it so much yeah the one as soon as you saw it the third time I was like that's pretty that's a pretty safe bet yeah for you number one nobody sees a movie they think is pretty good three times in like two <laughs> months or not even a month a few weeks but interesting all right, uh, my number one. Coming into making this list, usually I have a really good idea of what my number one is, and I just sort of, like, a couple years ago, it was everybody wants them pretty much from the outset. I thought that was magical. Last year, the post, as soon as I saw it, it was like the last one or two movies I saw, I was like, oh, wow, this is this is it. This year was a little tougher, but I ended up selling on a movie that... Um, I saw really early in the year that I've sort of been comparing everything else to, and some movies have entertainment value, some have craft, and this is the only one that I, this is the one I've seen that puts it all together the best. So my number one is Annihilation. Hmm. Uh, I just, the sci-fi genre is just endlessly fascinating to me, and it just, it always fires me up when somebody can do what uh, can add to it in the way that somebody that Alex Garland has, not just with this, but also with Ex Machina. Uh, the images that he's able to conjure up. I mean, the guy in the pool or Mimic Bear scares me more than anything I saw in Heredity. Hereditary. Absolutely. Because that's like, that's spoopy. That's very spoopy. Well, the <laughs> Mimic Bear is by far the scariest monster I've seen in film. Yeah. This year. I can't think of anything that tops it. Like I, I think of monsters as like, what would I least want to see in the in a forest in the middle of the night? Like Godzilla, sure is scary, but do you really want to see Mimic Bear? I mean, the Quiet Place monster is pretty scary too. Yeah, but Mimic Bear, he screams the screams of real people who he's killed. Uh, God, 
Who thinks of that? It's scary. Uh, uh, so obviously that worked for me, but also the themes and the sort of more, for lack of a better word, avant-garde nature of, uh, no pun intended, some of the things that this movie leans into and some of the things that it weaves into the screenplay I just thought were interesting with just identity and the place of nature and, you know, the, the, the line about, um, uh, you know, something along the lines, it's like something along the lines of like, it's, it's not getting, it's not hurting, it's just changing. And changing isn't inherently bad, it just is a different state of being or something like that. And, uh, has just always stuck with me and the visual cues that, like, when they go into the house, it's pretty much bare. And then when they get out of it, it's covered in leaves and in movie, maybe a day has passed, but for their timeline, it's probably been a few months or even years. And it's just, this movie's so clever with how it plays with, its themes and its characters and its visuals. I just, this is the movie of the year for me. And, uh, I just, I can't wait to watch it again. So Josh, uh, your list that I had for you, uh, number 10, sorry to bother you. Number nine, love Simon. Number eight, ready player one. Number seven, leave no trace. Number six, annihilation. You disappoint me yet again. Uh, Number five, Searching. Number four, Infinity War. Number three, Bad Times at the El Royale. Number two, Overlord. And number one, Hereditary. So, without further ado, your number one is... Love, Simon. Good. I was hoping it wasn't Bad Times. Uh, I love this movie. Yes, that's a good... So goddamn much. Uh, I've seen it. I just watched it. I've seen it twice in the last couple weeks. Good. It's one of those movies where I saw it, like, in the summer at some time... And I loved it then, and I was like, this is going to be in my top 10. And then it kind of went back and back and back to like my 10, 11 spot. And then I just started thinking about it, because for a while I had Hereditary at number one. And then I just started thinking around, and I'm like, I loved Hereditary, but I just couldn't get Love, Simon out of my mind. And I just kept going back up and up and up, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, yeah, this is my number one. Then I watched it again and again, and I was like certified, yeah, this is my number one. It's so good. It's so funny, uh, so heartfelt, and just a great way to do a movie like this. It's the performance from Nick Robinson is fantastic. Who, which shocks me because he was terrible in Jurassic world. Um, and the whole cast is great and the parents are great. Uh, Jennifer Garner and, uh, which one is he? Josh Duhamel or the other one? Yeah. It's Josh Duhamel. Yeah. Right. Um, they're both fantastic. And the, whole story is really well done it's to me it's one of the most well-written movies of the year mm. um, i think the soundtrack is fantastic and it's just one of the best coming of age young adult movies i've probably ever seen um up there with like classics like ferris bueller and breakfast club and uh, perks of being a wallflower i think it's right up there with those kinds of movies it's excellent i love it how does this compare to like i i think i mentioned it when i talked about it of like um coming of age movies of like 2000s to now where do you, do you think it ranks I, highly near the top probably uh, it might be in the top three because hmm. uh, i know you like perks a lot perks is my number one and super bad also so i don't even con- i wouldn't consider super bad the same kind of movie though okay um pl- more things like um edge of 17 eh, yeah um things like that Interesting. but it's it's up there probably number Probably number two, maybe number three, but Perks of Wildflowers, my number one. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great. 
yeah. so smart and so lovely. I keep I kept seeing like there's just like backlash or not even a backlash, but just there's this th- group of thought of people who are like Simon's such an asshole. No, he's like, not. Like, I think no. I think I get where the where they're coming from with the end of it. He's like he did lie to them, but at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. you don't get what he was dealing with. Yeah. So. I, I don't think he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, more of the friends were kind of being an asshole, but also they, were they didn't all really understand, they were all they didn't understand each other's sides. So I still, I still think, I know this, you know, isn't the story and, but part of me wishes that they ended it that Blue was the, his female friend. I thought that would have been really touching and like a way, a nice, you know, way to cap off. I don't the movie. know. I get that they, I get why. But it just, it didn't feel, it felt like it didn't have the impact of it being that guy. Whereas I thought their relationship was sort of the, the, the heart of the movie. And it was, it was, she was the one who was hurt the most by him not telling her. And I don't know, I just felt like there was a lot there. But I don't know. I, I like, I think it was great the way it was, but that would have been like that. If they had done that and pulled it off, it'd be top five easy for me, but that's okay. All right. Interesting. So Annihilation. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and Love, Simon. Pretty eclectic crap. list right there. Very eclectic. Uh, who wins Who wins the award for most Kino? Uh, Me. I think, I think you do, Cody. Spoods, <laughs> Infinity War, and... Uh, no, you, you and Josh both have a couple Kinos. Hmm. Well, but mine's at number one, so... That's fair. You win, you win the Kino Award for this year, Cody. Congratulations. Cool. So, that is our top ten... Movies of the year. Uh, I didn't do too bad, I don't think. See, I got six of Cody's and I've got six of yours, Josh. Okay, so I know you relatively well. Um, so, coming up next week is a sort of 2019 preview, uh, movie draft results and redraft and a couple other <coughs> movie, uh, movie homework. <coughs> movie homework. <coughs> Uh, house cleaning things, and then we're off to the races with M Night Shyamalan's Ass the Movie. So, really Shut excited up. to to kick off 2019 with Jesus Christ without a, a trash movie to talk about. That'll be exciting. So, um, yeah. Any final thoughts on the year as a whole? No, just check Solid my uh, check my letterbox when you get a minute. Um, it was yeah, it was a fine year. I feel like so, there was a couple. I don't. What am I looking at on your letterbox, Cody? Look at my profile, my uh, bio. <laughs> Winner of the Kino Award 2018. You are. You done. You've done it, Cody. Congrats. <laughs> so, until next time, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Shoot us an email, RealFlixPodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and until next time, Josh, Cody, in 2018. So long. Fuck you, 2018. Done with you. I didn't mean that. 2018 was fine. Josh, say goodbye. What the later? Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. It takes a lot to change your plans. Hell, a train to change your mind. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Oh, maybe it's time to let the old ways die